0: Hallelujah. It's a beautiful time in the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need to thank God for our worship team. We bless God for what God is doing through their lives. Hallelujah. As a hallelujah, with a smile on your face, say neighbor, your future is secure. Not the political one. I'm talking about real heavenly future. Hallelujah. Say through the blood of Jesus, you are preserved amen what a blessing to be in the presence of the holy spirit also can you clap your hand and welcome those who are online we have more people out there than those who are inside here we love you guys and we appreciate you we are looking forward to having you in here real life church amen your excuse for now but very soon we shall withdraw the excuse and we fly from wherever you are hallelujah Amen. Tell never neighbor, say, neighbor. Whatever you don't thank God for will soon exit your life. I'm telling the truth. Gratitude is one of the keys to multiplication in life. Live a life of gratitude, no matter how small it is. Let your heart always overflow with what? Gratitude. The cure for mama and complaining and grumbling is what? Gratitude. You don't bind it. No, don't bind it. Just allow your heart to overflow with gratitude. Let me repeat this statement again. It came on my heart last night as I was doing my study. He said, whatever you don't thank God for will soon live your life. God uses. Remember Jesus said, you let them sit down. What did he take? Two fish. And how many loaves? Five loaves. What did he do? He gave thanks. Say, neighbor, you don't have to have it all. All you need to do is to develop an attitude of a praiser and thanksgiving. That lifestyle. Will multiply that little salary. It will solve all the problems in your life. Oh, are you hearing me, church? No, look at it say, neighbor, what you don't need is a bigger salary. What you need is a bigger gratitude. Oh, I know you don't want to clap your hands and say, Pastor, you don't. Let me tell you, listen to me. The Bible says, when wealth increases, I love that scripture so are those who eat it. Have you ever read that scripture? That when wealth increases, so are those who eat it. So money will never be enough. The more money you have, when all the relatives from the village will come. Are you hearing me? They will know it. I don't know how they get to know, but they will know. Praise the Lord. (laughs) They will show up and say, this is it. He's here. So the only way you can live in a life of overflow is to sustain. Somebody sustain. A heart of one gratitude. On that keyboard, we have a sustained pedal. Can you give us something that can be sustained? And when you remove the sustained table it disappears. Now lift up your hand in surrender. Hallelujah. Do you hear that sound there? Is it touching anything? Because it's pressing the sustained pedal. It is sustained. Even if your hand is out. That's the kind of heart. Now remove the sustained. Gone. See. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. You sustain a heart of gratitude. It releases beautiful sound into heaven, and there's always a comeback into your life. God throws back into your life more than you can imagine. That's why Jesus took the two and the five, and said, "Father, uh, you work with nothing. At least you have two you can start with." Are you hearing me? Say and say, neighbor, you have it all. Your biggest problem is a heart. That doesn't know how to give thanks. Gratitude. One of the things that I, have, I love is, I'm a very grateful person. Very grateful. Grateful. Hallelujah. And God sees. He said, This one here. No. The reason why the children of Israel died in the wilderness was because of what? Ingratitude in full stop. Ingratitude. Not that God didn't have enough power. If he delivered them from powerful Pharaoh, what about dropping them in the promised land? But they died between the promised land and the land of deliverance because of ingratitude. Say, neighbor. One more time, say, neighbor. What you don't give thanks for will soon exit your life. So I want to encourage you. Do that. Do that. Do you get 100,000 a month? Some God, like you get a million dollars. You get 200,000. I'm telling you, that attitude is what moves heaven. The Bible doesn't say your source is man. Your source is God. God has got a million ways of bringing finances into your life. Oh my goodness, these people here, they don't believe that. Are you hearing me? I have seen it happen over and over and over again. If it wasn't God supplying here this means you will not be in this place because even the offering you get out of here cannot sustain this ministry for one week tell your neighbor even for one week i'm telling you the truth god is my witness where does it come from you ask god we thank god for the little that comes like we have a billion dollars and God opens other doors and He supplies. If He can do it for the church, what about you? Look at the thing. What about you? Amen. See your biggest problem. I can see it on your face. You're not even smiling. Now, how are you going to thank God? Hallelujah. Even say gratitude. Say gratitude. Gratitude is like. Putting the air inside a, a ball, it will make it buoyant. When you push it in water, water comes comes up. When your heart is full of gratitude, nothing that happens to you can keep you down. You will always come out because you are full. It's like air. Inside, you can't stay down there. never you can't stay down there. When you see people staying down there, there's an issue. There's a system that's designed in a man. It's called that gratitude. Your heart overflows with gratitude. You'll become buoyant. Praise the Lord. You cannot be kept down. Say, never, I cannot be kept down. Hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. I am. Let's read together. I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. <laughs> we are going to run through. So please. Every branch in me. That does not bear fruit. He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit. He prunes. That it may bear more fruit. But number three. You are already clean. Because of the word. Which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me somebody say abiding in him next number four five rather let's read i am the vine you are the branch. say neighbor you're a branch say you're a branch never forget that say you're a branch all right let's continue he who abides in me and i in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing tell him without jesus, without jesus. We, can we can do nothing next verse if anyone does not abide in me is cast out as a brand and it's one of the most and i i call it controversial statement if anyone does not abide in me is cast out from where That means there are people who seem to be like they're in him, but they're not in him. Ask your neighbor, are you really in him? Oh, you're just pretending. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) All right. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. You're going to be blessed. Next verse number seven. Let's go. If you abide in me, so it is conditional. It's a choice. Anybody say choice? Yes, yeah, it's a condition. If you abide in me, my words and do what abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. Eight. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciple. Say, the only way I will know that he is a disciple is by looking at the fruit. Fruitfulness is what reveals whether someone is a disciple of Jesus or a disciple of Lucifer. Let's go to the book of Galatians chapter number 5. Beautiful scripture. Let's go 5.22. I promise you're going to be blessed this morning. Thank you Jesus. Let's read together. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, is long-suffering kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Again, as such, there is no law. Let me just make a brief explanation about that last statement. Again, as such, there is no law. In other words, there is no limit to which you can practice that one. You can go as deep as you want, as wide as you want. This is, these are the only things where there are no restrictions. You are allowed to have as much self-control as possible. Tell your neighbor that. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Again as such, there is no law. Okay. I'm going to help us this morning. Jesus calls 12 men to himself. And if you study the lives of these 12 men, these were the most crude people you would ever choose to be in ministry. Look at your neighbor and say nothing. Are you hearing me? These men were wild. Fishermen. You know the language of fishermen. Their tongues were razor sharp. Their attitude was bad. These are the people, if you look at them in the physical, you, you would never make them anywhere near to be a party to what you're doing. But Jesus was trying to reveal to us the power that there is in the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm not going to choose perfect people. I'm not going to choose men who are already made up. So he left the scribes outside of his choosing. He He left all the Levites out. Jesus never chose a priest. They were there. He chose no scribe. They were there. He chose no Levite. He went for men who only knew nothing. Fishermen. One of them was a tax collector who was notorious. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And Jesus said, let me pick them. He chose them. If they were you, you wouldn't choose them. You'd have gone for these nice people like Bishop. Praise the Lord. People who speak American English. They have a lot of theology. Uh, They quote, but Jesus got men who are raw. Somebody say raw men. You understand the meaning of raw? Raw men. And he called them to himself. Oh, I love that. Whom did he call to himself? Raw men. And he said, come and be with me. And I will make you. Give me that scripture. He said, come and be with me. And then I will make you. So he takes people with the most terrible attitude, most terrible manners, and he brings them to himself. He says, come and be with me. Come and be with me. Everyone say, come and be with me. So the first call of God to us is not a call to people. The first call of God to us is a call to himself. God calls us to be with him. God is so confident of himself because he is the same yesterday today and forever so there is no any chance that God will change so the only person who will come to God and be with him and will be subject to change will be the person who has come to God I don't know what I'm helping somebody here am I talking to somebody here God doesn't change, does he change so he has called you to himself. Now the scripture tells us that bad character corrupts. So he said, do not be unequally yoked. But that statement is to man, it is not unto God. God's standard is way up there. You as is almost non existent. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Are you hearing me, church? So God picks you. I'm helping somebody this morning. I was going to say this evening. Praise the Lord. Say neighbor. This word is for you. Says that This is how God changes people. I want you to think about this man. If you don't. Let me, let me paint a picture for you. When Jesus was arrested. All of them. Fled. Look at your neighbor and don't say anything. Say, all of them fled. He was with them for three and a half years. These are the men he's going to send into the whole world. He taught them every day. Jesus taught more than he performed the miracles. He poured himself into them. The day he came, They say, Lord, we're going to die with you. Oh, we're going to die. Like some of you said, you make ten point resolution. From January, you have now broken all of them. You have started another one yesterday. Praise the Lord. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Yeah. They broke it all. So when the day came, Paul ran to Luero. Bishop ran to Gulu. Praise the Lord. Kenneth ran to Lira. Everybody scattered to their different homes. Say, ah, Jesus, <laughs> this one. Ah, ah. Everyone for himself. Are you hearing me? They disappeared. They disappeared. These are the men. That Jesus had walked with. For three and a half years. Follow me. Get me. Because this is how God works. After he resurrected. He tells. One of his lovely disciples. Mary. God tell. Go tell my brothers. I'll find them somewhere. When he found them. There is no single scripture where he rebukes them. I told them, why did you guys run away? I've been with you for three and a half years, you devils. Look at you. When I needed you the most is when you abandoned me. You wicked men. Get out of here. Let me look for a new one. No. God, was so, you know, God is so confident in his power to transform people. Are you hearing me? He's so confident in his ability to change a man. That he went back to the same man he called who deserted him. Because God never gives up on people. Tell me that God never gives up on people. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not releasing you to go back to your beer. Are you hearing me? That's not what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to reveal to you that God does not change people from far. God changes people by bringing them to himself. The only way you are going to be transformed as a believer is to be with Jesus. In a nutshell, this is what I'm trying to say. He told his disciples, come and be with me. Every time, there is, the only person Jesus rebuked, maybe two people, is Peter and Thomas. And Peter, he did not rebuke Peter in regard to anything to do with his mannerism. He rebuked him in regard to being an obstruction to what he was going to do. Listen to me, church. Left to yourself, you can never change yourself. That obnoxious character you have in you, it is only the Holy Spirit that can handle it. How does the Holy Spirit transform people? The key is in John chapter 15. Abide in me. Stay with me. Come to me. Spend time with me. Sooner or later, what I have on me will begin to rub into you. This is how God transforms lives. Because there is something that flows from the vine into the branch. It is what flows from the branch, from the vine into the branch that causes the branch to begin to bring forth. Am I helping? Am I talking to somebody here? So, when we talk about fruitfulness, we are not talking about the mechanics of bearing fruit. I'm going to take you back to the place. That's why the key, something the key is abiding in Him. Can I show you something in the Bible? It's going to help you. It's going to help you. The Bible says. Walk, give me a thing, it's in the book of Galatians chapter 5. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. Look at that scripture With the spirit of revelation. Walk with that scripture. Walk in the spirit. And then you shall not fulfill. What are the works of the flesh? It is listed down there. So the antidote. To that scripture. Is only one thing. Is walking in the spirit. Pastor, what are you trying to tell me? Listen. What is the last of the flesh? Any attitude, desire that is not aligned with God's word is of the flesh. Carnality is not this blood. Flesh is not this. Is saying anything that is not in alignment with word. But God's word is the flesh. This is how you read that scripture there. This is how you read this. That stop walking in the flesh, then you'll walk in the spirit. That's how you read that scripture. (laughs) Now, how you just say that stop lasting, then you will be in the spirit. That's how you read that scripture. But that scripture says, the only way you can stop the lust of the flesh from having is walking in the spirit. So, if I want to walk in the spirit, my, what can I put it, my focus is not going to be dealing with the works of the flesh. My focus is going to be walking in the spirit. Am I communicating to somebody here? It does not say stop doing the things of the flesh. Then you will walk in the spirit. It says walk in the spirit. Then you will be empowered to stop doing the things of the flesh. I hope I am helping somebody here. So the only way a believer can conquer the work of the flesh is to walk in the spirit. Going back. To my first statement. When Jesus chose these twelve men. They were people of terrible behaviors. One of them actually. Decided to desert him. All that Jesus asked them. Is to do what? Be with me. Abide in me. As you stay with me. listen church that's why the enemy fights your moments of fellowship with the holy spirit with the father with the son i want to encourage each one of us become intentional about engaging the Holy Spirit, the Father and the Son in consistent fellowship. That means you must have a robust prayer life, a robust word life, and a robust fellowship life like this one here. Because these are the platform God helps us. Are you hearing me, church? Say, Holy Spirit, Please help me. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. God knows so well. You cannot live a godly life without the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why He sent the Holy Spirit into you so that God can live his life through you. Am I making sense to you here? (laughs) How many of you know that God loves us more than we love him? Do you know that? That God loves you more than you love him? This yes here is coming from very far. Maybe because the landlord asks you for his rent. I say, Pastor, God doesn't love me. Say, neighbor, God loves you more than you love him. Now, that statement sounds very trivial. But I'm going to spin it around. Then it will enter deep into your spirit. Say, God loves me more than I love him. That means I don't love God for him to love me. Now, that frees me. Are you hearing me? That my loving God is not because I want to secure the favor of God. He already loved me before I loved Him. So, any act of love I'm giving to God is not to secure anything from God, it is an expression of my gratitude to what He is doing in my life. <laughs> Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Now, this takes the pressure of performance of your life. Am I making sense to you? I say, am I making sense to you? So now, everything we do is a response. I said here last, last Sunday, God doesn't do good because you're good. Tell you enough, God doesn't do good because you're good. Why does He do good? Because He is good. Because He's good. So whether you are bad Oh no, you don't stop God from doing good. Because that is His nature. For you, yours might not be like that. For you, you do me good. At you. you know that saying, you scratch my back. I scratch yours. That is not divine. Next Sunday I'm going to talk about love. Another uh, one you know. I'm going to talk about love. I'm still on the fruit of the Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Are you understanding me? Why am I laboring? I don't want us to enter into the world of performance. That's not the way God wants us to parade. God wants me and you to measure in what? In fellowship. So I say in fellowship. Because transformation is the result of what? fellowshipping with Him. What is of God will begin to end? I gave you a very simple example last Sunday. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? Shall renew their strength. What are they gonna do? They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They, they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Why do men faint when they walk? Because they expend energy. Oh, they spend energy. Am I communicating to you? They start slowing down. You try when you live here. Are you hearing me? You begin fast, then sooner or later. You go slow and slow and slow because you are using energy. Now, if you are walking and God was your partner, God will maintain the same speed or even run faster. It doesn't stop because as God moves, he doesn't spend energy. God doesn't spend energy. That's why he doesn't get tired. (laughs) So, if the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? Shall walk and not faint. Shall run and not whatever. Are you hearing me? That means because they have been waiting on the Lord. They have received something from God. That is powering them right now. So the walking they are doing is no longer out of their strength. They are using the strength of God. That applies to everything to do with the fruit of the Spirit in your life. That as you spend time in the presence of God. You, you are a branch. A branch's work is to produce Is to bring forth. Say, my work is to bring forth. It's not to work it out. It's to bring forth. So I must sustain that relationship. So if I look at someone's life and I don't see the fruit of the Spirit, I can tell you the truth. They don't know. What do you say? They don't know fellowship. That is a problem. It is nothing else. They have never... Enter into a place of what? Fellowship. Because he said, abide in me. And the result of abiding in him is what? Bringing forth fruit. Am I making sense to us here? Say, Holy Spirit, help me. So look into your life. The solution is not more work. The solution is improving your life of what? communion i'm gonna show you something beautiful give me corinthians 13. the last 13. i'm gonna show you something very very beautiful the holy spirit showed me paul is teaching the corinthians this is one of the famous prayers you pray that may the grace of what our lord jesus christ Somebody say the grace of our lord jesus christ number two what else and the love of god and what else Beautiful. Beautiful. I hope you are understanding what I am saying. Are we understanding each other? So when we come to Jesus, what flows out of Him? According to this scripture, grace. According to this scripture, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, am I making sense to you? The Bible says in the book of John chapter 1, He came full of grace. So, Jesus Christ is the grace of God personified. Are you hearing me? Now we go to John three sixteen. What does it say? For God. So, so out of God, what is flowing? Love. What does the Holy Spirit bring on the table? Fellowship. Oh, you don't get it. Man. The Holy Spirit brings what? So the gift of the Holy Spirit to a believer is called what? Fellowship. Lord help these people. That's why Jesus said it is better I leave. Because if I do not go the one who brings you into fellowship with the Godhead is not going to come. So you will not know the fellowship of the Father, of the Son. Because what I bring is that ability for you to be able to commune with the Trinity. That's why the body of Christ has done a lot of this service. you are talking about everything else except the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Am I helping somebody this morning? Somebody say, the fellowship. Say the fellowship. Jesus said this. I'm going to talk about one fruit and I'll go. Jesus said. I go. When I go. There will come who? Another. Just like me. So let's study. How did Jesus. Carry out with the disciples. What did Jesus do? He spent time with the disciples. In a nutshell, let me bring it to you this morning. What Jesus was to the disciples in the three and a half years, the Holy Spirit is to you now. Oh, Lord. You want me to spit fire? Pastor, release fire, I release water. Let me tell you the truth. After releasing fire and water, you need this truth to be able to hold on to what you have received. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Let me repeat myself. What Jesus was to who? Now the Holy Spirit is what? Give me a simple example. Maybe let me break it down. Do you remember... Bible says they came down from the mountain. He found them trying to cast out what? Devils. And what happened? They failed. He cast the devil out. The scripture tells us when they were in private, they say, Jesus, why couldn't we cast out the devil? I pray the Holy Spirit will open your eyes and get what I'm saying. And Jesus said it is because. Of your unbelief. It is because. This kind goes by what? When they were stranded. And they didn't know what to do. They went to Jesus. I give you another point. The Bible says. Jesus spoke to them. In parables. But in private. They asked Jesus. And Jesus explained to them. So let me go back to the statement. I said before. What Jesus was to the disciple, the Holy Spirit is to you now. Now you don't get what I'm trying to say. Am I making sense to you? So now, if I fail to cast out the devil, I go in prison. I say, Holy Spirit, why couldn't I cast? That is how you begin to flow in revelation. It will open you up to things you do not know. A believer can never be stranded when you know the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Am I making sense to you? Am I I want it to be as practical as possible. This thing you must practice them. It is not something up there for the preacher. All of us. We have received who? The Holy Spirit. Peter. Told Jesus. Lord. I have done what? I have fished. All night. What did Jesus tell him? Launch into the deal. That means that business. You tell Jesus. I've done all the basics of business. And nothing is working. I've done all the strategies for church growth. Nothing is working. Lord, what must I do? He told Peter, do what? There is a word the Holy Spirit will give you. That will bring a breakthrough in your business. There is a the Holy Spirit will give you. That will bring a, in your... This is... It is as simple as it is. But this is how a believer wins in this life. It, it depends on your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, help me. Listen to me. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. Follow me. Hey. No matter how wise you are. There's nothing you can do outside the Holy Spirit. That is enough. The biggest challenge, Julius, we have in the body of Christ is that we have this notion we have introduced in the church where people have what we call the secular and the sacred. But for a believer, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you have no secular life. That business is as sacred as you are sitting here in this church service this morning. You don't believe me? It is a problem that you as a father, you as a mother, you as a CEO, whoever, whatever you are doing is not separate from your spirituality. It is the reason why you have never been able to... Tap into the help of the Holy Spirit in your business. Because you have separated your, what you call your spiritual life. And say, this is my business. And that's why you cannot experience the help of God in that area. I hope I'm communicating to somebody here. If you don't, the reason why Daniel rose up and became something else. Where? In Babylon. He never separated his work from his spiritual life. Say, everything about my life is sacred. That means as a father, you have a child. You have everything you have done. And things are not working. You say, you are the father of the Holy Spirit. You know the father. You know this child of mine more than I know. Holy Spirit, can you help me? What do I need to do to bring this child of mine that is God of the way? The Holy Spirit revealed to you something that is not in the textbook. Are you hearing me, church? I am trying to uh, tell you that you must involve the Holy Spirit in every area of your life. You have a wife, you have a husband. you have read the book how to make your wife happy, how to make your husband happy, and you have done everything, and they're becoming more unhappy. Tell me about they're becoming more unhappy. <laughs> the Bible says he is a husband to the widows. <laughs> The best husband is the father so mr husband whom do you consult they say lord what do i touch to touch her Tell lord what do i touch to touch her <laughs> and the holy spirit will reveal to you something very simple you go and do that to your sweetheart she'll just collapse are you hearing me <laughs> <laughs> The Holy Spirit has been sent to help us in every area of our lives. Like I spent hours praying so that I can come and preach you like I didn't sleep at night I tried to sleep but uh, it, it refuses because I am an easier, Lord I'm going what is going to happen today? Don't take things for granted Lord you better because no matter how much I talk if the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that to you I'm a good history lecturer here. Are you hearing me? I'm really talking. So I depend on the Holy Spirit to deliver a message to you. The same way I depend on the Holy Spirit to deliver a message is the same way you must depend on the Holy Spirit when you go to your place of work. Oh Lord, help me. That when you sit behind that desk, you tell him, Holy Spirit, this is my pulpit. I need your help. I dare you try that. You will see the level of your performance at your work. People will wonder what has happened to you. They will tell him the Holy Spirit has introduced us. Um, this is how believers shine in this world. This is our advantage. Is. Then what is the purpose of fasting every Wednesday if we are not going to engage the help of the Holy Spirit? Why do we pray? Oh, because the real life is not here in church. Are you hearing me? It is outside there. I say it is outside there. You are a doctor. Medical doctor. You tell him, Holy Spirit. Yes. I have learned this. But there is more than what the eye can Is there anything you are trying to show me? You will be amazed. I say you will be amazed. But many of us here, we have never you, the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. It is fire. It is wind. It is water. It is oil. Somebody say, those are symbols. And manifestations. Say, the Holy Spirit is as real as who? As Jesus. Let me repeat now. As Jesus was to disciples the three and a half years, so is the Holy Spirit to you. Is there something you are struggling with in your life? say Holy Spirit this is the thing I have a problem this this lying has gone out of hand tell anybody this lying has gone out of hand hey, lies you are not addicted say, Holy, I don't like this Holy Spirit please help me do you know who the Holy Spirit is Dr. June is called the Spirit of Truth you yield. The believer's work is to yield to the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit comes and empowers you to do what you could not do in your natural ability. Ah, Jesus Christ. I hope we are understanding each other. Ask your neighbor, what are you struggling with? Bishop. You're the Holy Spirit, can teach you to love your wife in a way you don't even imagine. Beyond chemistry and biology. Maybe physics also. Are you hearing me? But I can tell you. is the author. Ask your neighbor. Say, neighbor, why don't you involve the Holy Spirit in all areas of your life? He wants the best for you. He wants to help you. That's why he's called a helper. You know the picture I have? I see the Holy Spirit standing begging us. Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? You have failed so many times in that business. Can I help you? You have failed your relationship. Can I help you? And we are so confident in what the professor Buyego gave us at Makero University. Are you hearing me? We are holding on to that. But Boego delivered to us what we call the knowledge of this world. The wisdom of God never fails. And that wisdom is imparted to a believer's heart. And listen to me. Give it to me. First John chapter 2, verse 27. The Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. Five minutes to go. Let's read together. But the anointing which you have received from him. Say abide. What language is that? Communion. Some say communion. Say fellowship. And what? You do not need anyone to teach you. Please, listen to me. This doesn't mean I shouldn't teach you. But there is a time, that moment. Are you hearing me? That God needs to furnish you with a customized knowledge for that particular thing at that time. No professor has that knowledge. At that time, the Holy Spirit will furnish you with the exact knowledge you need to be able to write over that situation. Am I communicating to you? It is such a moment. Now, you cannot be able to tap into that dimension unless you know the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So the Lord is saying, you don't need any man to teach you. What you read in books by men, nothing wrong with them, and even the Bible, is what we call general knowledge. Some of the general knowledge. But what you now need is what we call the specific. Customize. Give to me. Let's go, Hebrews chapter number 4. Give to me in this. Give it to me and amplify it. I hope I'm helping somebody here. What I'm laboring at is to help you step up and enjoy the fellowship. If you have come here every Sunday, no Sunday is the same. If you don't believe me, go watch all the YouTube videos. No Sundays. Why do we? What happened? What do we do? We heal. Even when you come, I don't know how it's going to be like in the second service. No service is the same. Because the people who are coming the second service, they have different issues from you. Are you hearing me? Say, Holy Spirit, help us. (laughs) No, no, no. The Bible says, we have come before the throne of what? The throne of grace. The Bible says, come before the throne of grace. Let's read together. Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace. The throne of God's unmerited favor to have seen us, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need. Let's read that bracket. One, two, three. Appropriate help. Well time help coming just when that is administered by the Holy Spirit. I say that is administered by who? By the Holy Spirit. At that time you don't need any man to teach you. The Holy Spirit at that moment will teach you that. Are we understanding each other? Let me give you another one. Say, This thing come out of fellowship. That's why the ordinary believer I call the one who doesn't know fellowship functions in general knowledge. The next thing he has to line up and see a prophet to tell. Tell me prophet. Something specific. That one should have come. I'm not a believer. Thank God for prophets. They have their place. But I'm telling you, prophets only tell us what we already know. Give to me. Jesus said something powerful. I'm laboring to teach you here. I hope you're catching something. Even if only one person, praise the Lord, you go out and be a blessing to the world outside there. This is what Jesus said. saying. <laughs> They will bring you before men. They will bring you before men. And he says, Do not premeditate on what to say. I'm trying to show you the help, the teaching of the Holy Spirit that comes moment by moment. What I'm giving you right now is general knowledge. But there is the specific knowledge which I don't have. But the Holy Spirit who abides in you has it for you right now. Are you hearing me? That is the knowledge that makes you different from the person sitting next to you. Let's read together. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about what? What? Uh Uh-huh. But we hadn't finished reading. So that means you don't read when we are reading. As simple as that. Let's try it again. Uh Uh-huh. But when we deliver you up, do not worry about how or what? You should speak. For it will be given to you in that hour. Read that. It will what? At that very moment. Who gives it to you? The teacher on the pulpit? The pastor on the pulpit? The prophet? Say the Holy Spirit. That's why you have him on the inside of you. Say that hour. Say that hour. He will teach you. Next verse. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. I've said this before, I say it again. The greatest asset in a believer's life is the voice of God. That is what is the greatest. If you can tap into the voice of God and obey, your life will be a wonder. I say, your life will be a wonder. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Am I making sense here? Is somebody help here? So when they had issues, what did they do? They went into private and asked Jesus, why? Start that today. Is there something you're dealing with? I say, is there some issue you're dealing with? Go in private and say, Holy Spirit, you are to me what Jesus was. To the disciple. I have a question. How should I do this? You'll be surprised. How God will begin to minister to you. (laughs) This is what makes life beautiful. This is what makes the Christian living very easy. Not by might. Not by power. Most of you quote that scripture. But you don't walk in it. Please, I beg you. Practice what you're hearing. You'll come and thank me. Two years from today. I'm telling the truth. Amen. I say amen. Somebody say, you don't need anyone to teach you. Who will teach you? Now you understand the kind of teaching I'm talking about. That moment. That moment. i never forget I want to teach you about peace this morning. I'll teach you about peace next week. Peace. The peace of God. That's one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. There are three powerful. Love, joy, and peace. These are the three major fruit the world is dying for. The world is looking for love, looking for joy, looking for peace. And you, for free. In the person of the Holy Spirit. I'll share that next Sunday. But listen to me. All I am saying. When you practice what I'm telling you. Joy. Peace. What else? Love. What else? All those fruit will begin. Because that is the character of God. They will begin to find what? Expression through your life. Bearing fruit is different from producing fruit. You don't produce; it is the Holy Spirit that produces that fruit in you. Your work is to bear them. You can only produce by being in communion with the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is in—you know—you are in love with God. The Bible says, "He that is married is one spirit with Him." Are you married to Jesus? Ask him, Are you married to Jesus. Ask him, Are you married to Jesus? So the result of this union is what? The fruit. The result of the union between your spirit and the spirit of God is the fruit of the spirit. Lord help. That means if we're not seeing fruit, that means that union we need to help it. That's why many of you are going to get born again today. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. The scripture says, "How will you know them?" I say, "How will you know them? Not by their gift." I have a friend of mine before I wedded many years ago. Praise the Lord! Very dear friend of mine, very wise. Well. In fact, he he bought me. It, it, it was I think it was a week to the wedding. He installed in my house a D S T V. Put bought everything. Put it in there. The pastor, I love you so much. Very good friend. He bought it. Up to now. Somebody said it is a gift. Up to now, I have that decoder in the house. Of course, I've upgraded by now. Praise the Lord. Because I made it many years ago. It's not like the one in the house of Bishop. Praise the Lord. You forgive me, I'm just teasing him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Along the way, he drifted off. I even tried I even go to their home. I even talked to the mother. You see me I love relationship. I I take relationship seriously. I got to know the mother, I said, Where is your son? I talked to the sister, I say where is he? What is happening to him? I tried to reach out to him. He began judging me, began switching off his phone. I just laughed him for loving him. I'm not like you. Praise the Lord, me I'm different. So never the pastor is different. <laughs> When I love, I love. I go all the way. I go all the way. I go all the way. He began withdrawing, withdrawing, withdrawing. Up to now, I still have what he gave me, but I don't have him. You can have the gift and not have the person. You can't know them by their gift. You know them by their fruit. Because fruit will tell you there is fellowship going on gift doesn't reveal the character of a person. Am I making sense to you? So somebody can flow in gifts, yet they don't know relationship. I'm no longer in relationship, not even in fellowship with him, but the gift is still in my house. So somebody can still have all the gifts of the Spirit, yet they are no longer what? In fellowship or in relationship. This is where God must help the church of Jesus Christ. Please, tell you never, I will know you by your fruit, not by the tongues you speak. Some of the greatest thieves in the church, they speak in tongues. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. I'm telling the truth. Say, tongues is a gift. Say, it is a gift. So somebody can be out of fellowship with God, but still blast away in tongues, the mercies of God. I don't know how it happened. Ask Uncle Sam. Are you hearing me in the book of Judges? Hey, Uncle Sam. You know, Samson, praise the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. You ask him. I hope somebody has been helped this morning. You shall know them by their fruit. What does fruit reveal? That somebody is in fellowship with the Holy Spirit and the beauty with someone who is in fellowship with the holy spirit they have the fear of god that they are able to change if you confront them because they fear god i hope i've been a blessing to someone this morning fellowship with the holy spirit hmm? moses that business the holy spirit can take it to a level it has never been before it is possible only God is to humble yourself and say, Jesus, I've been at this level for so long. What must I do? It can just be God wants you. You have the knowledge, but I want to link you up to a partner. Let me bring you a partner. And God will draw that person into your life and your business will go to another level. He knows what to do. You don't know what to do. He knows what to do. Some of you just a little knowledge. He, just, he, just, he said, just yes, change this. Change the way you display I'm not saying that you go and change the display. I'm saying then the Holy Spirit tells you that. Be humble enough to be honest and tell him, Lord, I don't know enough. Please help me. You will see the wonders of God in your life. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. You see God's faithfulness in this church every single week. Every single week. You see me I hardly sleep because I'm full of fear. Not fear. Pastor Ken, what do I fear? I say, God, if you don't do it, I'm dead. So I stay awake to watch for him. I say, Lord, you better do it. You bet. if you don't do it. So I'm always, when they're coming, I'm always near the toilet. Are you hearing me? Because you have butterflies. God, you don't move. Have Pastor, don't you have confidence? Oh, man. The one thing I will never do. Familiar God. Never. <laughs> Never. Because that is is you're setting up yourself for failure. You have sung that song. They new every morning. Most of us, we get used to God. You see, he moved like that yesterday. You see, he's going to move like that. The reason why David stood out in the scriptures from all the other kings and prophets. Because David never make any presumption. Every time he wanted to do something, he consulted God. He never presumed. Because he knew he's a man. God can change his strategy. He told Abraham, he could kill your son. When he was about to kill him, he said, stop. That is how God works. Are you hearing me? What he said yesterday is not, may not be the same thing he's saying today. He keeps on saying, neighbor, fellowship with the Holy Spirit is the key to fruitfulness. And you are thriving in every area of your life. Let me help some businessmen here. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I'll finish. You remember Jacob? Jacob was in the house of what? Leban. His wages was changed how many times. Ten times. His uncle cheated him. Blue. Things were bad. But Jacob sustained a good heart towards him. He refused to be bitter. Because this are a thing that hindered the flow of the Holy Spirit. One day, God gave him a dream. (laughs) God gave Jacob a dream. The father of cloning is who? Is Jacob. He's the first man who introduced cloning on the earth. (laughs) Uh, Pastor, what is cloning? Go and read for yourself. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Give it to me. It is there. It happened at the time when the flocks conceived, that I lifted my eyes and saw, we know what? Can we read together? One, two, three. And it happened at the time when the flocks conceived, that I lifted my eyes and saw in a dream. And behold, the rams which lived upon the flock were streaked, speckled, and gray-spotted. And the angel spoke to me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, Yeah. Now let's go backward. What did Jacob do? What did Jacob do? Hey, he went to his uncle and said, Uncle, I have nothing. All these years I've worked for you, there's nothing to show. Ten years in this organization, I've given my best. When will I ever have some property? And he said, if he found grace, let me take the spotted animals. And of course, naturally, <laughs> that one is It's very rare to have the spotted one. So Jacob said, good deal. I'll go for it. So at night, God gave Jacob. Somebody say a strategy. What was the strategy? Give it to me. The Bible says that when the animals were doing what? Were giving birth. Hey. <laughs> Jacob got two sticks. How did he do it? As the animals were giving birth. Let's read together. Now, that, is that the one you're giving me? Big Ben. What kind of Bible studies do you guys do? Praise the Lord. It bore while watching, at the stick. I want you to give me that, brother. Let me word for word. You haven't got it. Give it to me. Anybody who has got it there? I want to show you some. I want to say divine strategy. Say divine strategy. This was a failing business. Now, God is delivering this man. Let's read together. Now Jacob took for himself roads of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees. If you think it is... You go and look for this thing and try it. I say, go and look for these trees and try it. It will not work for you. It's not formula. Say It's not formula. Are you hearing? And peeled white strips in them and exposed the white strip which was in the roads. 38. And the roads which he had peeled, he set before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs, where the flocks came to drink, so that they should conceive when they came to drink. Where did he get that strategy from? Some say the Holy Spirit. There is a strategy that can change your business, Sarah. The Holy Spirit can give it to you. The same. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. Tell your neighbor that as you stand up on your feet, say the Holy Spirit wants to help you. Say, the Holy Spirit wants to help you. Let's ride us on our feet. I've labored this morning because the Lord spoke to us at the beginning of these years. We are going to manifest what? Strange miracles and wonders. by what? The wisdom. the divine the words still remain by the wisdom of the divine who provides that wisdom the holy spirit if you're not born again in this house you can't know that fellowship i want to encourage you it starts with giving your life to jesus i feel him here how many of you are willing to give the Holy Spirit a chance to work something in your life? Please, I beg you, try this week. I saw there's a picture, I see a picture of the Holy Spirit standing and asking, "Can I help you?" Can I help you? Can I help you? Holy Spirit, move in me. May my life whole again Spirit move move. Over me me. Spirit move move. Tell Him again Holy Spirit move As our prayer Make my life life Spirit move to lift those hands for him. Say Holy Spirit if you don't mean it don't do it. If you mean it do it. Tell him Holy Spirit I am sorry for ignoring you. You are my best friend. You have my best interest. This morning I come before you. If I ever needed you it's now. Precious Holy Spirit you are my helper I don't know enough I admit I am ignorant and I submit myself to you let this be the day let this be the morning morning anything that stands between me and you that has been hindering my fellowship I ask you take it away I want to know that fellowship you have come to make my life easy to make my life easy I get rid of every attitude any idea That is not in line. With your word. You are my helper. Beginning now. I welcome you Holy Spirit. Speak to me. Teach me. Guide me. Lead me. Instruct me. This you are son of yours. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. In my house. In my marriage. In my parenting, in my business, in my career, in my relationship. Holy Spirit, I invite you. Minister to me. Speak to me. Guide me. I yield to you. All those areas, I yield to you. I set myself to hear your voice. Not only to hear your voice, but to obey your voice. To make my life. What it ought to be. I am here. You are son. Like Jesus was. To the disciple. You are to me. From today. Whatever I ask you. I know you will show me. Beginning this very day. What has been hidden from me. That I need to know. To live my life. At the best level i receive lord thank you for seeing eyes thank you for hearing ears and thank you for heart that perceive once again my sufficiency comes from you my sufficiency comes from you i thank you for my experience i thank you for my knowledge i have i thank you for the relationships i have i thank you for what i have naturally As my advantage, but beyond that, I lift my eyes this very morning to receive from you what is my advantage in this life over men, over men who do not know you. What will distinguish my life, my performance from mere men? Holy Spirit, use my life as an example to those who do not know you. That they may surrender to you. Holy Spirit. My work. My business. My family. I welcome you. I welcome you. Take the lead. Take the lead. Take the lead. As I walk into my office. Tomorrow. As I walk into my business premise. Tomorrow. Even this afternoon. I ask you Holy Spirit. Guide me. Lead me. Direct me from today let my performance be a result of the instruction that comes from your presence i receive the ability to perceive to understand and to hear and the grace to obey in jesus name amen oh yes lord if you mean what you have just spoken today and prayed watch out the god of jacob is your god god will release strategies that you have never imagined to turn your debt around i'm telling you this how many will come out of debt because god will reveal his things to do that will amaze you so never believe in god trust in the holy spirit now again i say if you're here you're not sure of your relationship with the Lord Jesus. I want to pray with you. You look at your life and the fruits are wanting. That means something is loose. Number two, you don't have a home church. I want to pray with you. Please come, I pray with you. It's the most beautiful thing you can ever do. If you're there, come, I pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, are you born again? What are they saying? Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Turn to someone on your left or your right and tell them, You are blessed. You are highly favored. And God is with you. Another three, tell them, You are blessed. You are highly favored. And God is with you. I'm begging you, please, follow this teaching. Your life will change. Have a wonderful week. As the Holy Spirit leads and guides you, Spirit moves the